Welcome in to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is Thursday, March 25th, 2021. And yes, the show is coming out a little later than it typically does. Usually it drops first thing in the morning, Pacific time, you know, somewhere a little bit after 8 o'clock. But as I've mentioned in previous episodes when they've been released a little later, sometimes real-life calls. In the past, it's been maybe I've been on dad duty. Today was an instance of my professional, my my day job requiring me to be in a little early. I had an experiment that ran late yesterday, and the final bit of the experiment was running something called a QPCR. So I had to come in early in the morning. It took a few hours to set up. You know, but I got that thing in the machine and I decided, hey, I'm going to take an early lunch break, pop out, and I need to speak with my audience because, like always, I've got stuff on my chest and I've got things to say, so I'm going to come here and say it. You know, when I was running that thing this morning, one of the reasons why it kind of had to happen today is I have a meeting later in the afternoon where to present some data, and I basically had to jam-pack like a couple of experiments worth of samples all on this like one plate and so it was it was it was pretty extensive and it acquired a lot of like you know meticulous like attention to detail and I also kind of had one shot at this because it was our last QPCR plate and you know in this COVID world things can never be easy and apparently we're not going to be able to get the QPCR plates that we need until mid-May so I basically had one shot at this. You know, I had to do it perfect. There was no turning back. I basically, you know, treated this as if I was going for a do or death. And actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the documentary I watched last night. Now, by no means was I doing today anything a means of life and death. But it did kind of feel in a way that like, hey, you have to be 100% perfect. Just like my dude Alex Honnold from Free Solo. So this documentary came out in 2018, so there's there's a good chance that you've seen this movie or seen this documentary. It's March of 2021 now. So, But this documentary followed this guy, Alex Honnold. He's probably the best rock climber of all time, and he's someone that likes to free solo rock climb. And for those of you that don't know what free solo means, that doesn't mean just like rock climbing by yourself or just normal rock climbing without anybody. It's literally rock climbing without ropes at all. So, you know, try to think of if you've seen pictures of goat, those goats, those mountain goats that just kind of can walk literally up like vertical mountains or walk up trees. And you're like, how can the hell can they do that? This dude literally is superhuman and just basically can attach himself to, you know, a cliff, find a way up and do this without ropes. You know, you might be saying to yourself, that sounds insane, that's super dangerous, and it is. You know, throughout the documentary, they do mention the, you know, the high risk of death and danger throughout this. That's kind of one of the big things that they mention as this culminating culminating to this this big climb. You know, the whole movie is all preparation for him to climb the El Capitan cliff face in Yosemite National Park. And, you know... They, they mentioned a bunch of other like famous solo or free solo climbers and it was like a handful of them have passed away because there really is you know you have to be perfect every single time 
you're climbing free solo or you're dead. I mean, it's crazy because you're watching this guy throughout the documentary and, you know, he's climbing, you know, he's trying to figure out the route that he's going to do when he free solos it. And there's a couple particular parts of the route that he does that like he he keeps falling and if it wasn't for the ropes and stuff then and, and levees that he's attached while he's climbing he would have been dead and i felt like it just really built the tension so when he actually did you know free solo it you were literally holding your breath and it's amazing you know that there are people out there that you know that are literally superhuman you know i cover marvel and i you talk about superheroes and superhero movies and it's incredible to think that, you know, there are basically like real life superheroes. You know, you see some of the dudes in the NBA that are literally like six foot eight, six foot nine and can fly up and down the court and slam dunk and see some of the guys in the NFL or the people in the Olympics, like some of the gymnasts, what they can do. And this guy's on that level. You know, what he was doing, that's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen, you know, that's probably been ever caught on camera. You know, after watching it, even after watching it and seeing it and seeing him do it, he's still in disbelief. So if you haven't seen Free Solo, it's on Disney Plus. I think it's a Nat Geo documentary. I highly recommend it. It's definitely, you know, it's inspirational. I mean, it helped me today. I mean, I was, you know, when I was loading my plate and I just like, you know, I was kept thinking to myself, it's like one slip up and you're dead one slip up and you're dead dude and i just you know kept my cool and i'm expecting that this will be a good experiment shit i have no okay here knock on wood on the dashboard of the tesla you know make sure it goes out good but uh yeah no highly recommend free solo awesome documentary alex honnold dude's crazy <laughs> he's literally fearless man but i guess you, you end up having to be fearless i guess if you've been literally climbing mountains you know since he i think he said he was like 10 or 12 years old so pretty crazy stuff all right you know there wasn't too much in the sports world going on you know i feel like it's the football off season the march madness has been kind of on a break so unless you're really interested in the ncaa women's march madness you know there's not much to report the nba trade deadline is about to about to hit at you know, less than two hours from now, you know, it's about 1021 in the morning and the NBA tread deadline is three Eastern time, 12 Pacific. We've already seen, you know, a pretty big move. Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic. He's going to be going to Denver. So Denver's adding some depth for the end of the season and for the playoff run. So, you know, Aaron Gordon was something was someone that the LA Lakers were kind of rumored to possibly be getting so right now I think all eyes are to see if they're going to make a move with Toronto's Kyle Lowry to come in and play point guard and you know so you now have you'd have Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Lowry at point guard or if they're going to make a move for Andre Drummond you know with Anthony Davis have, having been out and dealing with the Achilles we could definitely use another big man so I'm looking for you know, within the next two hours, shit, maybe by the time I finish this podcast and publish it, I'll get the breaking news that, you know, the Lakers have made a move for one of these guys, you know, definitely with the injuries to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the Lakers haven't looked good at all. They got demolished by the Pelicans the other day. And the Pelicans themselves have been a team that's kind of underperforming based off what preseason expectations were for them. So I think the Lakers, they definitely need to make a move for at least one or two of these guys. And, you know, only time will tell. And we'll, we'll be able to see, you know, probably within, yeah, the next couple hours. So if something does happen, I'll probably mention it on the show tomorrow. 
but we'll see. I mean, tomorrow I also do got a lot of talk about. We got UFC 260 coming up on Saturday, heavyweight title fight. So there's a couple of big fights on that card that I'd like to talk about. And we also got to talk about the Sweet 16. March Madness is going to be happening back up on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm definitely going to want to talk about those games. But for today's show, you know, the last topic or, you know, thing I kind of want to mostly cover on this topic or on the show is kind of the issue with the your nat like if you're playing soccer or like some sort of team sport what your national team allegiance should be you know and i was kind of bringing this up because over the past couple of days it's actually been you know brought up a few times so for those of you don't, that don't know my wife and i just announced that we're actually going to be having our second baby boy so we're pretty stoked about that and i was talking to one of my friends and i kind of gave him a heads up i was like just wait in 2044 or 2048 my sons are going to lead the USA to a World Cup. Just just you watch. They're going to win the USA's first World Cup, and it's going to be the Perus boys that really get it done. I told my buddy, save that text message. It's going to be famous one day. He'll be like, damn, Dean called it. He knew his sons were going to be, were going to be great. And But he also then mentioned, well, what happens if they decide to choose to play for Mexico? And to me, that wasn't even something that like, crossed my mind. And then, you know, I, I kind of brought that conversation up with my wife and she was kind of like, oh, well, what if they do choose Mexico? And to me, I it was kind of like, what? Because I've always been on the side that you should play for the country that you were born and raised in. You know, if you were born in a country and raised there, I really feel like it should be a no doubt, no brainer. You know, coming from me, both my parents were born in Quebec, Canada, where hockey is, you know, basically like a religion up there. I grew up playing ice hockey, you know, and I was raised, you know, by, you know, French Canadians who spoke French in the car. And, you know, we played the national sport and, you know, we eat poutine and and Botichinois uh, and, you know, very French Canadian things. So I was growing up French Canadian. But if the opportunity ever presented itself where I had to choose between the USA and Canadian national team, it literally wouldn't be. A debate for me you know I, I trust me I have Canadian pride you know when the Canadian national team is playing any other team when they're playing Sweden Russia Finland Germany Switzerland I'm always rooting for Team Canada that goes for the Olympics or soccer or anything even like in UFC you know Georges St. Pierre is a French Canadian that's one of the reasons why he was one of my favorite fighters of all time you know people do def definitely gravitate towards you know people from that share the same culture or same heritage you know but i also feel like you know there's there should be pride in the place that you call home as well so you know like my wife was you know bringing up that you know even though she was born and raised in the united states she was still raised by her parents as Mexican. You know, both of her parents are from Guadalajara. They speak Spanish at home. They eat Mexican food. So, and you know, they, you know, they practice practice Mexican tradition. So, you know, inside her home, it's basically, you know, she's living like a Mexican. And that's something that, you know, I never really kind of, you know, it's like, I, I understand that. So it's like, I think in this case, it's like, there really is no right or wrong. I think it is based off personal belief, you know, because like there really is for me, I, I, I think there's really no convincing me that if you're, you know, born and raised somewhere and then choosing another country, I just feel like it's wrong. You know, just kind of like how professional athletes 
whenever they're playing for like a, a city or something, I feel like there's a responsibility, you know, to basically give back to the city. So if you're playing professional sports and making a lot of money from the San Diego Padres, there's almost an expectation that you should be giving some of that money back to, you know, back to the fans, like back to the community, back to the people that are supporting you, back to the people that buy your jerseys and, you know, just have helped you with success in your life as well. So, you know, it's kind of like, I feel like the same way, you know, if like if you're if you grew up in a country, you know, if you grew up in the USA and you're born that way, but then you go represent another country. It's like, what is that telling other children like other kids in the USA that are growing up and may, might emulate you? It's like it's almost kind of like you're showing that you you I don't know. It's almost like there's no pride in your home country. And it might that might not be the case. It could just be that you have a lot of pride for your heritage as well. But then I feel like then that kind of just tarnishes international soccer because, you know, when you think about it, the United States is literally a country of immigrants. So all of us, at, you could probably like, oh, well, I, I have German ancestry, so I'm going to go play for the German national team. Or like, oh, my great-grandparents were from Italy, so I'm going to go play for the Italian national team. And it's just, you know, it, it just if it starts getting, like, too convoluted and it just international soccer, I feel like, kind of loses its integrity and then i also it's you know for sporting bodies or the football associations for these countries to go out and try to poach like players from other countries or that grew up in other countries i feel like it looks bad on you and i know that the usa they have players that you know might have grown up in other countries but they maybe they were born on a usa base you know i'm in not particular in favor of that I feel like there was a striker recently in the past 10 years, and I think he grew up either in Iceland or one of those Scandinavian countries, but he was playing for the USA. And I always thought that was kind of weird, you know? It's like we don't have anyone else that we can, you know, call it to the men's national team. And, you know, there was a story that I read today in Bleacher Report, and it's highlighting this 18-year-old midfielder, Efren Alvarez. He plays for LA Galaxy. He's 18 years old. He was born in Los Angeles. He was raised in Los Angeles. But recently he was called up by by the Mexican national team to be a part of the team's upcoming friendlies that they have. And, you know, that's kind of put a lot of people in the United States and people that follow the U.S. men's national team kind of uneasy because even though he hasn't officially made his decision, he's definitely leaning toward El Tri and the, the Mexican national team. And, you know, he has spent time training with the u.s men's national team and you know it just kind of i don't know i, I it, it just comes off like see that situation it comes off a little weird to me where it's like you're born in los angeles raised in los angeles but like you're not going to play for team usa i don't know i mean i can understand I guess the if you're a generation removed, you know, I think someone, for example, let's say you're born in a country and then moved somewhere else to work or just for whatever reason, I still feel like, you know, you can represent the country you were born in, you know, you're you're not too far removed. And even you know, borderline, you know, that first generation, I think that that's kind of where the real cutoff can go, you know, like what my wife was mentioning, you know, she's the first generation that was born in the USA from Mexico. So it's like Mexico, it's still, you know, I feel like it's still very, you know, it's not too many 
it's not too far away in her past to really feel super attached to the culture. And I feel like that's one of the things that a lot of people try to instill in their family and the younger generations is trying to keep that culture, you know, throughout the generations. But I think that that doesn't mean that even though you're Mexican at heart and Mexican at culture, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be playing for the Mexican national team, you know, especially when you're more and more generations removed, you know, like I feel like for my son or my, both my sons, they really, just because they're Mexican and have Mexican pride, there, there's really no allegiance to Mexico. I mean, th their mom and dad both grew up in the USA. They were born and raised in the USA. You know, they're going to play soccer in the USA. I just don't see how, that would equate to playing for the Mexican national team. And it's not just about, you know, playing for Mexico. Let's say they both really get into hockey and they they become superstars in hockey and they have the opportunity to choose between USA and, and Canada. I would – there's no way I would be saying, oh, choose Canada, regardless of Canada being a better team or Canada liking hockey more than the USA. So I don't know. I think at the end of the day, there's no real right answer to this debate. I think everyone, you know, that, that I've brought this up with has different reasonings for why they think that, you know, people should be able to choose, you know, their international duties based off heritage and people, you know, I think that we're all right. So I think it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting debate. This is one of those things that, you know, there's certain things I bring up on the show and I go, man, I wish I had someone to kind of be able to bounce this off of and have a conversation with you know like I said my wife and I had a really good conversation about it where you know at the end of the day I, I felt like neither of us were wrong so hop on over to the Facebook page if you have an opinion and want to leave a comment on what you think but until next time I appreciate everyone that takes a listen to the show everyone that keeps downloading the show if you're enjoying what you're listening be a friend tell a friend if you're not enjoying it, just pretend you've never listened to the show. But until next time, I'm your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Have a great one, guys. Peace.